Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the PTSD Buddies Podcast, and I'm your buddy again, Jamie, and today I am talking with Jane, and Jane is going to share with us her PTSD story, she's going to talk about how it entered her life, uh, how it entered through abuse, Um, she's also going to talk about things that trigger her, and things that she does when she's triggered to calm back down and ground herself, so she's going to give some great tips, and Jane just wants everyone to know that you're not alone, and it's very true. You are not alone in dealing with this. Us PTSD buddies are all here for you. So coming up in the next few minutes, you're going to hear from Jane and her PTSD story. Stay tuned. And there's Jane. How's it going, Jane? It's okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We tried to do this a few times and it was my fault. I thought <laughs> the time, I'm so used to people being behind me in the time. And it's you're strange because I'm in the UK, of course. So yeah, you're ahead of me. So this is cool. What um, time is it over there? <laughs> it is, you've got me thinking that, uh, just past 10 past five in the afternoon. Oh, right on. So, mm-hmm. Jane, just like me, PTSD, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been dealing with it? Sometimes is it? (laughs) Yeah. Have you been dealing with it a long time? Um, I was diagnosed in 2011. 2011. So, yeah, a good few years now. Yeah. So you Um, were diagnosed in 2011, but how long have you been dealing with it? Um, probably slightly longer than that. It's it's a strange one, mine really, because the actual trauma happened when I was 13. Really. Um, and I kind of hid it. Um. I accepted what had happened and I kind of dealt with it and I could talk about it and it never really bothered me until say 2011 it was Christmas 2010 when I had a conversation with somebody about a girl who was 13 and put herself in a similar situation yeah um, and I was asked for advice and I don't know what it was about that conversation but I put myself back there and from that night I had nightmares I had flashbacks and it just hit me full pelt it was really strange scary really really scary yeah so like you never had any symptoms for no. years no i've heard yeah i um well a lot of our viewers can agree with me we've heard about that i mean like so, some people uh right after the trauma they get the symptoms other people go years like 10 i've heard oh, up to 10 years you know um it's really weird i mean all i can think is that because my trauma was sort of a sexual abuse trauma yeah and i think as a kid as a 13 year old you don't you can't put it in context you don't know what it is yeah and i don't think it's as you as an adult look back then as to a 13 year old i mean my son's 14 now yeah so I, you look back and you say oh my god that actually happened i was 
that old. Well, I think, I think as a kid too, you're still trying to figure out what the normal is. Exactly. You've right. got nothing to, you know, got nothing to compare it to at all. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So a lot of times you grow up thinking that is the norm. Yeah. 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 You certainly have no idea as to how it's going to affect you as an adult. No. No, you know, no no. and and it wasn't until uh, you heard a story about an, another person. Yeah, um, it was a girl who got herself into a similar situation. A friend of mine who was a teacher was asking me for advice. He knew my background. Yeah. Um, and I actually said to him, I said, look, if it helps, tell her what I went through. I said, if it stops somebody else going there, tell her. Yeah, um, yeah if you can just help like, one person, eh? Exactly. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. I just put myself back there and, oh, I don't know. Awful. You get the flashbacks. And I think people talk about flashbacks and I don't think until you have them, you realize quite what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the sounds, the smells, the, it's not just a memory. It's a lot more than that. Oh, no. It's smells totally are a big one. Yeah. Smells are a big one That's for me. And it's I not just because I got a big nose. <laughs> yeah. No, the smells were just like, oh, my God. Awful. Yeah. When I was in grade two, my house came on fire and I was almost burned alive. And um, yeah, this just the smell of fire, you know, like mm -hmm. the burning smell still brings me back. Uh, Francisca, who's watching, said uh, she went through trauma as a child and it wasn't until she was 46 that she started seeing symptoms. Wow. Yeah. People look at you like you've gone strange, like just like, well, how can that affect you now when it hasn't? Oh you yeah, think like yourself. You yeah, think, yeah. Well, and the whole get over it, it really and... makes you realise how, how what your mind and what your brain can do. Yeah, and that's scary in itself sometimes because you're not in control of it. No, it's almost like your brain, you know, put it on the shelf somewhere to protect itself. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I know my. I think my brain is smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. My brain, my brain can't remember anything right now. That's my problem. No, you do get what brain fog, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> especially going from one room to the other. I go from one room to the other and everything just blanks out. What am I doing here? Why did I come in this room? And then my kid just sees me standing in a room looking around, right? What's wrong with Dad? <laughs> yeah. That's one of the really difficult things that I find with any kind of mental illness, trying to how, how do you deal with your kids with it? Yep. Um, because <clears> you <throat> don't want to make it into a taboo. It's not something to be ashamed of, but equally you don't want to scare them. No, no. Um, for, for years I hid it. Hard. I I did my best to hide it from my kids for years, right? Yeah. But I still do really from my youngest too, but yeah, it's hard. It really is. Yeah. I, um, when I finally decided to tell my kids and talk to my kids about PTSD, I was surprised on how much they already knew. And yeah, they take in more than we know, don't they? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was almost like they went, Oh yeah. And it's almost like, now we understand Dad, why you, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, my kids, for lack of a better word, my kids are like my service dog. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. kids can spot triggers, can spot when I'm when I'm triggered, and they know how to calm me yeah. down. They're amazing. My eldest one certainly can. I remember 
it was probably about Easter this year, we'd gone to a zoo, me and my partner had taken all three of them. And it was nothing more than I was queuing for ice cream. That was it. Yeah. It was busy and it was a queue and there were people behind me and my 14 year old literally just came and stood so close to me so that nobody else could bump into me or push me. I knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Um, he's just there looking out for me and it just means the world. It really did. You kind of wish they didn't have to, but yeah. it, it doesn't mean the world. Yeah. Kira's watching right now and Kira's trying to figure out a way to tell her kids. She, I guess, hasn't told her kids yet. And mm -hmm. you know what? Like I said, my kids have helped me so much. I've told stories before. I don't know, I've told stories before about my kids being in the mall and seeing that I see, can see that I'm triggered before mm -hmm. I even realize I'm triggered. You know, I'm just like not moving, right? And they, my kid, my son, he was like, I think seven at the time, took me to the bathroom. You know, and did breathing, oh, breathe, did breathing techniques. He just looked at me and said, Dad, I need to go to the washroom. Can I come to the washroom? Or you want to come to the washroom with me, please? And I just follow him. Like, I don't even think about my triggers. Because, you know, I walked into a mall. I'm surrounded by people. So now I'm triggered. And I'm looking and thinking everyone's looking at me and judging me. And and my son, who's seven, sees it and grabs him by the finger and says, Dad, can we go to the bathroom? Oh, and I don't wow. even think about the triggers no more. I'm like, okay, my son needs me. I'm focused on him. Follow him to the yeah. bathroom. He leads me into the stall, which at the time I thought was weird. He never did that before. He likes his privacy, right? And um, he, he he closed the stall and he said, Dad, I can tell you, you're not yourself. Do we need to do our breathing? And oh, I wow. went from I went from breathe, not, not breathing to like crying because I realized like he is such a help, right? That's wonderful. And I just... It? How in tune. Yes. Like the, and the kids, if... The kids, if you can show your children how they can help, oh, they will. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And I, the only way I knew that my kids could help me is I was honest. I told them dad is nervous in crowds, you know, and things like that. Dad has nightmares, doesn't sleep well. And they do things with me to help me, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and it's amazing because they want to help. You do. And they do. There's no two ways about it. Um, I've got. I, I find pets really help me as well. I've got my my dog sitting here with me. Oh yeah. Um, my my trauma actually happened um, in my bathroom, um, in my childhood house. Yeah. So I have major issues going to the toilet sometimes. Um, and if I'm in my own, um, this little furry guy here, he'll come with me and he will literally stand so that I can keep concentrating on him. And he's he's just brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Animals are amazing. If you can see him, there he is. <clears throat> yeah. Animals there are amazing. <laughs> I have a dog myself and they're amazing. They can, I think they can sense it when you're, when your mood is down or when you're feeling blue, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a question here from Robin asking, what can you do about short-term memory loss? Robin, that's a great question. I had the answer, but I can't remember it. I think I wrote it down somewhere. That's a joke. That's a joke. That was a terrible joke. But um, uh, the only thing that's been working for me is I go in my iPhone and in notes. <laughs> I got to leave notes of everything that I'm supposed to do and stuff. I got to write stuff down. I do. I write lists. Yeah. Lists are huge. Um, my wife has a good memory. Thank God. So a lot of times I ask her and she just goes, I told you. And <laughs> 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 Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know. I 
I think memory loss is just our brains protecting ourselves from yeah. shitty memories. I think so. Yeah. I'm looking through. There's, there is like so many comments going through here. Uh, uh, Chris says, my six-year-old knows when uh, to say, back up, give me a second, chill out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what kind of symptoms have you been showing though with uh, with your PTSD? I know for me, like I said earlier, crowds is huge. I ugh, I don't like anywhere strange. I like a, a building I've never been in before. No, definitely not. Um, I've got what we call my safe places where you know I, I just need to be. But um, yeah, going anywhere sort of different is is terrible. But I think the worst one for me is this constant feeling of anxiety yeah. not being safe yeah um and just being constantly overwhelmed and drained yeah everything's too much sometimes even just little things um to the extent that if my partner says do you want a tea or a coffee i really don't know the answer if i want tea or coffee it's too big it's too big a decision <laughs> which is Stupid, really no, it's not matter. stupid. I know, I know. It's just like my brain stops. It yeah. completely stops. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think me and my wife, who's trying to sneak by here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we both, I think we hate when we ask each other the same question. Uh, what, what are we having for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> right? What are we eating? Oh, we I hate that have, question. We have to do it on a weekend now. We have a menu up on the fridge because otherwise I will freeze. I'll get the kids home from school and I'll be just like, what do I feed them? Yeah. Um, even if there's stuff in the fridge or or, or the or freezer or whatever. Yeah. Couldn't I wouldn't be able to choose. I wouldn't be able to put it together. So my my partner does that every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I asked. Okay, my wife my wife's freaking out because there's a wasp in the house. Action packed. Action packed here. There's a wasp. And I never understood why they call it wasp. It should be wasp. It's W A S P. Wasp. Yeah, W A S P. Yeah. Wasp. Yeah. It's wasp. wasp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how about panic attacks? Have you had those? Yes. Do you remember your first? Yes. Oh, really? Is, is that? This sounds like a story. Again, it's just that that feeling of what is my body doing? My first panic attack. I thought it was what a heart attack. It? Just so scary. Yeah. I never knew what it was. I didn't know anything about panic attacks or anxiety attacks. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. So where you, you, where you were you? You feel like you're gonna die, don't you? Yeah. Where were you Literally. when you had your first when you had your first panic attack? I was at home, thankfully. At home. Yeah, I was thankfully. Yeah. Um and somebody was knocking on the door, which is another trigger for me. Was that the trigger um, to set it off? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can totally yeah. relate to that. Yeah, no, anybody knocking on my door or parking outside the house or particularly knocking on the door, I really, really struggle with. Yeah. Um, again, if somebody knocks on the door now, my son Harry is upstairs, he will come and answer it because he knows I can't. Yeah. Um, I will just hide in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The unknown. I hate the phone. I think well, I'm I can't more. Answer the phone. I think I'm more. No. The phone triggers me more. Excuse me. Okay. I think the phone triggers me more than the door. Honestly, I have a big Great Dane, so that helps. Plus, I'm a pretty big guy, so that yeah. that helps too, right? Yeah, I'm only little. I'm only four foot eleven. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, but I have a great big Great Dane who 
by the way, is a big puss. But I don't tell people, right? It's a big sook. The cat will beat up my big Great Dane, who's like 150 pounds. But from behind the door, my dog looks very scary, <laughs> right? And it will bark and shake the house. But once someone comes in, the dog just wants to be your friend, right? <laughs> but the, the dog, you know, just, you know, alone, just because the dog will bark when someone wants to, comes near the house. I think the dogs help so much because I, I find in terms of grounding, sort of walking in nature, it really, really helps me. Definitely. But if I didn't have my dog, I couldn't do that on my own. No? Um, because he's a staffy and people assume that he's a... a I like it because they know when someone comes near your place. Yeah. Well, mine's deaf, so he's a bit useless. <laughs> oh, okay. Having <laughs> <laughs> said that, he's just woken up now. <laughs> no, he, was born, he was born deaf, um, but no, I find that he helps me get out and about a lot. Yeah. He does. Turn this up a little bit. Turn it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, mine helps me. Hey, hey buddy. Look at his face. Yeah, he's like, put the camera. He's not a camera person. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my first panic attack was in a grocery store. I passed out. <sighs> grocery store's awful. You know, um, I've heard and I've talked to a lot of people who their first panic attack was in a grocery store. Uh, my partner weird. had his first in a, in a grocery store. He doesn't have PTSD, yeah. but he's he's gone through stages where he struggled. And really? His first proper panic attack was yeah, yeah, grocery store. Angela says her daughter was eight when she was aware of her PTSD, and she's been a huge blessing. When I get triggered, she finds her own way to center me. That's awesome. Oh, right? like we said it before, kids are amazing. Kids and pets. They are. Yeah. Beautiful souls. <laughs> um, so when did you first start notice the change? Did was it you who noticed a change in you from your symptoms, or did someone say, "Hey, you, you're not yourself"? No, it was me. Was it you? Yes. Um, mainly due to the flashbacks more than anything else. I'd always sort of suffered with depression a little bit on and off. Yeah. Um, but the flashbacks were completely new, and the nightmares, the constant nightmares. Flashbacks. Eh? Um, so I, yeah, so I went to my GP. Can you talk about the flash? Very, I was very lucky that my GP was very open and understanding and very approachable. And I felt that I could tell her everything. That's good. Um, and she was fantastic. She really was. Yeah, that's that's a, mm. that's really important to find a good one. So it is. I, I really feel for people who find, you know, have a GP that they, they can't talk to. It must be awful. Yeah, or on a waiting list. <laughs> yeah. So you had you had a lot of dealing with flashbacks, eh? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, the flashbacks were awful. They still are. I still get them. Really? Can you take us through like one of them? Like, what kind of flashbacks are you having? Um. Usually, going to the toilet is the big one. Really? Hey? Um. If I'm cleaning the bathroom, because when I was attacked, my head was on the floor, sort of by the side of the toilet. If I'm cleaning or if my kids are in the bath and I need to wash their hair, if I see that underside of a toilet bowl, yes. I'm there again. And that's been going on, like I say, since 2011. And sometimes it's worse than others. Sometimes I don't get them as much. Yeah. But I've never really got rid of them at all. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's a, that, I mean, that's a, that's a space that's hard to avoid. It, it, it really is. Right? I don't um, know how I you're going to avoid it. I thought you could build something new back. In the evenings, my partner takes me to the bathroom. It's like, who needs that when you're 40? Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's something that people take for granted. Yeah, it is. But no, that whole room just... <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. And, and like, like we said before, it's... It, it's not a memory it's what it's a lot stronger than that it totally immerses you um you're not remembering what it was like you are for all intents and purposes there again in that situation you can feel it you can smell it you can hear it everything is there yeah. um and i don't think until you've you've really had a flashback you really really <coughs> what they are really i think it's a a term that people hear and just use quite willy-nilly these days but yeah yeah it's uh, it's it's a broad spectrum right some people can look at a flashback as uh, a memory and others will have a flashback where they're in that moment again yeah. they can smell it they can see it they can taste it like it's there yeah. right so it's a, it, it's a, there's a lot of levels to to uh, to a flashback, right? I thought I was having a flashback until I had a flashback. Yes. And my one, I like I thought I was having flashbacks, but and I turns out no, they were memories. My real flashback, I I was there. I was. Let's put it this way: I was in a vehicle and I was driving through sand. And I don't understand how I was driving through sand because I was in Canada, <laughs> right? But yeah. for a few yeah. minutes, I was driving through sand, and it was yeah. really weird. And it's just as scary on the level that you're taken over by it completely, and it's like if 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 my head is doing that to me, how the heck do I stop it? What is it doing? And that's scary on an entirely different level. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does. My dog's here now, sniffing at me. Oh. Here you go, look. Oh, bless. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my buddy. Oh. And a great Dane, my God. If you're looking for a dog who wants to be a soap and lie next to you and cuddle, that's what they do. No, oh, she's oh. got to. She's got to have the the kisses and stuff every morning. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> They gotta have that every morning. More PTSD Buddies podcasts after a word from our sponsors. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are sponsored by the Tema Foundation. The Tema Foundation is a great foundation in Canada that helps first responders, military, frontline workers, the whole community deal with mental illness. Uh, the Tema Foundation strives to make mental health healthier for our first responders and frontline worker community. They've worked to create a free, I say again, a free 
online educational series that can help you cope with the daily stress, anxiety, and depression your career may bring you. PPE for Your Mind is a helpful collection of videos, ebooks, audiobooks, and much more. It's meant to help first responders, frontline workers, healthcare professionals, public safety personnel, military, and the important people in our lives. To all those who work to keep us healthy and safe, the Tema Foundation hopes PPE for Your Mind will help build your resilience as you continue to fight for the benefits of us all. Find PPE for your mind free along with other educational materials at www.tema.foundation. That's www.tema.foundation. You can make sure to follow the Tema Foundation also on all the social media just to stay in the loop on all the things they got coming up because they, they uh, in the past, have run galas and everything, so you really want to keep up on the Tema Foundation. They're doing a lot for Canada. And let me just add in, uh, living in Newfoundland, I am the Newfoundland ambassador for the Tema Foundation. So check them out, the Tema Foundation. They are there to help. PTSD Buddies Podcast is proud to be sponsored by Spartan Wellness. Spartan Wellness is a Canadian organization, and I'm proud to say that I'm a member of Spartan Wellness. Uh, I use medical cannabis, and uh, one of the things that Spartan Wellness does is help people, uh, Canadians, get medical cannabis if they need it. You don't need to be just a veteran or a member of the RCMP. They'll help anybody get medical cannabis. Now, that's not the only thing they do. Uh, As a veteran, they also will help uh, veterans deal with Veterans Affairs. Veterans Affairs can sometimes get a little confusing with different, now this is not against Veterans Affairs themselves, they're a great organization, but sometimes veterans can get a little confused with filling out forms and everything, and Spartan Wellness is there to assist with that. They also assist with insurance and rehab uh, platforms. Uh, They can help assist you with Veterans Affairs and setting up with your Blue Cross provider. not only do they help you with your getting your medical cannabis prescription, they'll help you pick out the right licensed producer for you because Spartan Wellness works with all the medical cannabis producers out there and they can help you pick the right one for you. Um, they also provide lots, lots, of lots of medical cannabis education. So maybe you're not sure if you're if medical cannabis is right for you, they're here to provide all the education you need and answer any questions you have. And they'll even help you get all registered with that licensed producer once you choose it, okay? So check out Spartan Wellness at spartanwellness.ca. They are a great team. Cheers. Uh, Francisca, uh, I'm trying to read a comment here. Uh, Francisca, I can't seem to go, or I can't seem to get to do anything. Work, volunteer, or go see my therapist. I was a social butterfly. I was certified to be a speaker for mental health. You know, and, and now she, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I had to, I had to hit the share more or whatever because this is my one. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm stuck. That makes me so depressed. What could I do? Uh, for social anxiety, I still deal with social anxiety and I'm a public speaker. Um, the only way I can uh, suggest for for social anxiety is you got to get out there. 
as hard as it is, you got to get out there. The only way you're going to beat social anxiety is get social a little bit. Um, take a friend and just walk through the mall. Don't stop for anything. Just walk through. Get through it and go home again. Baby steps, you know. If all you can do is get to the parking lot, then you get to the parking lot next or tomorrow or in the next week. You'll make it in through the door, right? Uh, and I, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I, for me, for, with social anxiety, I, <coughs> I have a hard time going to. Uh, I have a hard time going to the mall, but I can get on stage and in front of a million people and talk. So it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the only way to be social anxiety, Francisca, is to get out there. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah? I do. It's so, so hard, though. It is. It is so hard. For me, the hardest part is just walking out the door. Yeah, once you've taken that first step, you, yeah. you're over halfway there. Yeah. Well over. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I know me. I still I still deal with nightmares from time to time. You ever, do you deal with that kind of stuff too? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and the more that I try and push things away during the day, if I've got all the kids at home and I'm trying to not let it bother me, yeah, those are the nights that I'll really really struggle. Yeah. Because I've been pushing it out all day. It catches up with you when you go to sleep. It makes it makes the days harder because you're not getting a good sleep. Oh. And you're so easily triggered then, I find. Yeah, it's like, it's a vicious circle, isn't it? Yeah. Have you had any reoccurring dreams? Um, yeah. Um, well, reoccurring sort of images. Um, my abuser, his face appears. Oh, yes. All kinds of weird places. Oh, no. So even something that can start off being an okay dream. Yeah. Next thing you know, I've got, yeah. That's I, hard. I find I have my dreams now are more anxiety type of dream than a nightmare. Like my dreams used to be, uh, I had a recurring dream where my family was caught in a burning building, right? Mm -hmm. And I hated that dream. It was a vicious, ugly dream. But now I find my dreams are more, and I call them anxiety dreams. It's where I have a dream that I'm at work in the military and I can't find a certain piece of kit and the sergeant's yelling at me and I'm just right. searching for it. You know, or I'm late yeah. for work and I'm driving through traffic. Nothing, no action, nothing. I'm just <laughs> kind of. Yeah. That's what my dreams are like now. Than... Yeah. Oh, I hate them. It's strange because mine have changed a little bit recently. Um, yeah. In that, when was it now? Sort of the last week of July this year, I finally felt strong enough to report to the police. Oh, After 27 really? Yeah. Years, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. So, as you can imagine, I'm glad I've done it. Um, I'm waiting for a call. They're going to be bringing a person in for questioning either this week or next week after all that time. How does um, that feel? But as you can imagine, it's kind of changed things in my head a little bit in that it's taken him from someone that I have memories of and the flashbacks were there, but he was in the past. Yeah. And now I'm aware that actually... He has a future and a present as well. Oh. And he's kind of been brought into my present, whereas he used to be just part of my past. And it's a bit odd. Like, if I go out somewhere now, because I know where he lives now. He's not too close to me, thankfully. But if I go out, I'm kind of more anxious that, oh, God, is he going to be here? Yeah, Before you I might see him. That. You might see him. Yeah, I totally get it. 
Holy so shit, it has that's changed a big, things that's a big trigger, I've done it. <laughs> that's a big trigger, though. Like, man, how are you dealing with this? <laughs> Some days better than others. I bet, yeah. <laughs> um, it was kind of hard. I, I, I did it over the telephone originally. And yeah. then a police officer came to my house and took an initial statement. And then two days later, I had to go into a police station and give a full... Um, lot of evidence to CID the detective on video yeah and that was hard oh god that was hard man I guess so girl you were brave as shit (laughs) you were brave as shit let me tell you right now I gotta take (laughs) the case because holy shit yeah but I I just feel I I do feel so bloody proud of myself you should be I'm fucking proud of you and I don't even know you (laughs) I'm even swearing about it yeah so yeah, twenty-seven years it took me. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> how did it feel to make that phone call? Once you hung up the phone and was done, how did it feel? Was it good? Um, was it a shock? Was it what? You know, I just felt numb. Numb, right? Hey? Just numb, literally yeah. numb. I was numb for a good couple of days, really. Really, hey? Because I think I, I played it out in my head that many times over the years, because it was always. It's always something that people always ask you and you tell them about the trauma. Oh, did you report it? Yeah. No. Mm. I was 13. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. I suppose I thought about it because I've been through so many therapies and things over the years. And it's always something that you get asked if you thought about reporting it. Mm -hmm. And for a long, long time, it was always, no, I I, I don't think it'd help me. Okay. Um, And something changed just this last three or four months that for the first time I actually angry about it this last lot of therapy it was like do you know what <laughs> <Day."> mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it started going around my head more and more and yeah. then suddenly one morning I, I i just i felt strong enough and i, I came and i dropped my son off at school and i came home and i sat on this very seat where i'm sitting now yeah and i called the police right on yeah right yeah. on <laughs> that is awesome yeah i know it is awesome <laughs> Um, there's a lot of waiting, but I mean, when I got, I got an email from the detective who's, who's dealing with it, sort of a couple of, when was it, Friday? Yep. And just, he's going to give me a call later this week, but all he said was, we found him, we've got an address for him, and he'll be brought in for questioning either next week or the week after, and it's just like, oh. Yeah, good for yeah. you. You know what? Somebody's going to watch this cried. video. I just cried, honestly. People are going to see this video and going to be inspired by this video <laughs> and are going to do the same fucking thing you are i really hope so i know so i know just so just do it yeah listen it, do you know what it's not this. fair <laughs> that somebody else gets to ruin your life you gave me the goosebumps fair. and everything oh <laughs> oh i love it when somebody gets what's coming to them like that right to do something mm. so i would ugly. love to be a fly on the wall when he gets phone call <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Fuck the fly. Be a person in the window looking at them. Uh, <laughs> as much as anything, I don't know whether there's going to be enough evidence to, to put, you know, bring any charges or anything like that because at the end of the day, I'm guessing it's going to be his word against mine and he's going to deny it and who knows. But just the fact that he will know that I now know what he did to me. The fact that he's going to know that you are angry and you are not scared. Yes. Yeah. And you stood up for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
enough's enough. Yeah, fuck yeah. him. At the end of the day, and I don't want to trigger anybody here, but he raped me, and I know he raped me. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. I was not. 21, I was 13. That is not okay. No, it's not okay. He knew what he was doing, yep. and I had no idea. Yeah, That's and if he's right. got a wife or a girlfriend right now, she's going to fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, that, that was one of the things that, for, for a little while, I didn't want to re report because I'd looked on Facebook and I found him, and I thought... He's got a wife, he's got a family, it's not their fault. No, it's not their it's fault. Not my, it's not mine either. No, but it's not yours either. And it doesn't, just because he's got a wife and kids doesn't mean he should get away with it. No, nope. Right? Who the fuck knows? Maybe he did to other people. We don't know. Well, exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he's got two sons that are teenagers now. What if they bring girlfriends home? Mm-hmm. We can play the what if game all day long. Right? You would not believe how many comments are coming in. All kinds of comments oh, saying how brave you are. I can't see the comments. No, no. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I've known they want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, every, everyone who's watching is saying how brave you are and how proud. Oh, wow. We all are. Right? Like we said, you are inspiring others. Right? That's kind of why I wanted to do this, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what else can we talk about? Um... What do you think has helped you the most in dealing with your PTSD? Is it this? Is it the moment that you made that call? Like, uh... I think that's one of them. And the other thing for me is meditation. I meditate every day. Oh, really? And it makes such a big difference to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it... I now run a meditation group. Oh, go on. Uh, once, once every two weeks. And the first time I did that, that scared the hell out of me. Um, you're talking about social anxiety and you've just got to do it. And I did it. And You it's, ran it's full, a meditation booked, group, yeah. did you? <laughs> it's amazing. You ran a meditation group? I do it every, every two weeks Every now. two weeks? That sounds like something really cool. If you, little, if you did a, a live video. Not far from me. Um, and they're... People who run mm -hmm. it are very open, sort of, with mental health issues, and you know they, they want it to, it to be a place where people who are struggling with anxiety or depression can go and feel sort of included and relaxed. So it's something that they wanted to do, um, and yeah, they asked me to if I'd, I'd have a go at it for them, um, and it's been fully booked every week since. So it's been great; it really has. Yeah, I think it would make a really cool live video. <laughs> Imagine if you went live on PTSD Buddies and everyone yeah. who who was viewing watched you and we did the breathing and the meditation with you. Absolutely, I can do that. That That's would be problem. cool. I would definitely tune in and do it with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I bet you there's yeah. a lot of members watching who uh, or, or, or who are going to watch this video who would love to do a meditation uh, I can do that. live video good. with you. That would be really cool. It's an extra tool they can use. Robin has a question, and um, I don't know if I can answer this one, but I'm going to try. Uh, the question is basically, uh, I'll read it out. How do you handle when you have reported the abuser, and they either got away with what they have done, or they just got a slap in the wrist? <clears throat> That's a question I, I don't know say, Part of it for me yeah. is the fact that he will now know that I know what he did. Yes. Even if he doesn't get anything else, he knows that I know. 
I hear my wife in the background. I oh, can hear her. Go yeah, for it. Yeah. yeah, everybody else can hear you too, Vanessa. That's okay. Yeah. She, yeah. He knows that, you know, you're he not scared. He's not going to get away with it. And, and he just knows that, you're not going to get away with it. That's moment of when the police turn up and say, we need to talk to you about this allegation. That fear, that moment that he's going to go, oh, crap. That in itself. Yeah. You know, sometimes too, when one lady or one person comes forward on a person, so does another one and another one. And next thing you know, there are three or four women, right? Well, I know that he had other people's numbers from where I went to school. Now, I don't know whether anything happened with those girls, but I've given their details to the police as well. So, you know, it, yeah. Yeah. see what happens. It happens, you know, when one person comes forward, you never know. I mean, I hate to throw out names there, Bill Cosby, but uh, it, it happens, right? More and more people come out. Does. Yeah. Uh, by the way, there are many people who are very interested in doing a meditation video. Oh, really? You. Yeah. There are. Well, I've seen at least four other members who said yes, please do it. Right. Okay. So, we'll do, uh, it. We'll do it. Members are very interested. Cool. We can do that. <clears throat> well, this is where I usually ask the last question. Okay. What advice would you give to somebody who's watching this and just was? Uh, I don't want to say diagnosed, but just realized that they have PTSD because I don't just wait <laughs> for me. You don't have to be diagnosed, right? You can tell something is wrong. You've changed. So, I mean, you've given it a lot of great advice. You've told us that you've stood up for yourself, right? So is there anything else, any other tips that you could give or a message you would send to somebody? I think the most important thing really is to just know that you're not on your own with it. It can be such an isolating thing to feel. Oh, totally. Um, you feel like you, you're 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 stuck in those flashbacks or those nightmares, and you can't move forward. Mm -hmm. um, it's so scary to think that you're, you're on your own. You feel so isolated. Yeah. Just just know that you're not. We're all here. We're all going through the same different traumas, but those symptoms are just. They're there. We're all the same. Yeah. You're not on your own. You really not reach out. No, and it's true. It's true. You st you feel like you're alone because, I mean, when you got a broken arm, you know how to go get a fix. You go get a cast. Everyone does the same thing. But with, when it comes to a mental illness. And there's no shame. There no. is no shame at all. Yeah. If you need help, ask for help. Yeah. It doesn't matter who from. Yeah, there's, and there's no real cure for mental illness. There's no one thing that works for everybody you know nope so nope. Uh, that's part of the reason why i think it's uh that's 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 the biggest battle right you got to find out what works for you yeah and knowing that while you're doing that you will find things that don't work for you and that can that can feel really awful yeah um well this worked for such a body why is it not working for me mm -hmm. because you're not them yeah exactly and then you get, yeah. and then you get down on yourself and get triggered. Oh, mental illness. God love it, eh? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, James, thanks so much for having a chat with me. It was really no nice talking problem. to you. Thank you for letting me. Yeah. And uh, maybe someday we'll do another chat, eh? Yeah, absolutely. All right. You take, take care, care now.
Thanks everyone for joining us on this episode of the PTSD Buddies Podcast. I sure hope you enjoyed the show. And if you or someone you know is dealing with PTSD, please look for PTSD Buddies on Facebook. You can join one of our great Facebook groups and get support. You can look for us on Twitter, Instagram, or check out our PTSD Buddies YouTube channel full of hundreds of helpful videos to help you deal with PTSD. PTSD. Cheers, everybody. Have a great one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.